Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Show Me Mo School Facilities podcast hosted by me, Joshua Peach, and MSPMA, the Missouri School Plant Managers Association. And I am closing out two amazing days in Lee Summit, uh, Missouri. And uh, we've had an event here, an MSPMA event that started yesterday where I got to moderate a half-day professional development. And uh, we had a full-day core certification class. And I took over this room in the Missouri Innovation Center uh, at Lee Summit Public Schools, which is an absolutely just gorgeous space. If you're ever here, come on over and check it out, even if you don't come in. Uh, it has got some absolutely gorgeous curb appeal. And uh, I am closing out. I have, I've done a marathon, five podcast episodes, <laughs> and I am closing out last but far from least uh, director of facilities for Lee Summit, Mr. Kyle Gorell. And I got to tell you, I met Kyle. Uh, I probably have met you in passing a couple of times, mm-hmm. but I got to meet you in January at the first event that, like, yeah, that sure. we did like this. And then I had the honor to uh, moderate your indoor air quality um, session that you did yesterday. I got to have a, a call or two with you and a few emails. And um, I tell you, you're bright dude. I mean, you are you you are uh, just uh, the stuff that you hit me with just naturally. It was like I threw out something about well, when did air indoor air quality matter? You're like 1973 ASHRAE 62A standard. I probably got those numbers wrong, or I might be close. They're close enough. Close enough. <laughs> I'm close enough. But he threw it out there, and I got close enough where I didn't know anything to that to that standards or any of that stuff before I talked to you. So I've had just an absolute honor and a joy to, to learn from you and get to talk to you and spend some time with you. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast to, uh, to close out my time here and to be on the 14th episode. So welcome. Thanks, Josh. Uh, it's been uh, it has been a pleasure spending time with you and meeting you too. You know, just your your passion, your ability to facilitate and, uh, you know, create an engaging environment for people in these events. Um, it's been a real value added to uh, our organization and uh, we appreciate you. Yeah. Well, yeah. we want to get, we want to get away from death by PowerPoint, right? We want <laughs> right. to, we want to, we want to get right. into, and I mean, that we, I mean, listen, uh, somebody said to me, uh, somebody said this to me last night at dinner, they said, uh, nobody could ever think that uh, talking about indoor air quality contaminants and ventilation, all this stuff could be sexy, but Kyle Gorell figured it out yesterday, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. They did. They said, they said you did. You had, you put all these pieces together with Luke and Carl and did it, did a phenomenal job. Um, but let's talk about you. Um, was were you, have you always worked in schools? If that's the case, was that your lifelong dream? Uh, I always ask people this question, like where you have four, four years old on the playground and said, Oh, when I grow up, I want to be the director of this building. Um, or when did you hit that realization? And then, uh, and then tell me a little bit about your your district here. Okay, yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, gosh, when I was young, when I was in high school, um, my dream was to be an architect. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be an architect, and yeah. uh, loved drafting. I love the creative side of it. I, I just didn't know as a young person probably exactly what that meant to be an architect, but um, did go to school. Um, Went to the University of Kansas, um, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, mm-hmm. and uh, I did get my bachelor's in architecture. Mm-hmm. And so that that's what my background was in. Um, and I I worked in architecture for a number of years out of school, worked for a couple of different firms and, and really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, 
got talked into at some point um, taking a job um, as an owner's rep mm-hmm. um, working for a school district. And uh, I was over in Blue Valley School District uh, on the Kansas side and uh, just really enjoyed being more um, thoroughly involved in projects. You know, as architects, a lot of times here, uh, um, I don't know, architecture just wasn't everything that I that I really thought it was, you know, didn't fit my passion as much as uh, I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. And uh, so being able to live projects and be the the driver of a project from its first, uh, you know, thoughts to actually living with the buildings and learning from them, mm-hmm. you know, years later after you've built them, um, just really got a lot of uh, enjoyment out of that. So, gosh, I was with um, Blue Valley for nine years. Um, I've been here in Lee Summit um, now for 18 years. Um, so I've got a pretty long um, experience with uh, uh, facilities management. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my my quick history and how I got into facility management. Um, you know, Lee Summit School District is a it's a great place to be. Um, for someone like me who really enjoys um, studying how the environment can influence education. Um, Our administration here really cares about their school environments. Um, They really care about maintaining and having high quality facilities. And it's a great fit for me. And I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, We're a school district of uh, approximately 18,000 students. Um, we maintain about 35 buildings. Um, our facilities department, around 220 or so people uh, between custodial and maintenance um, and supervisory staff. And so we... Uh, That's a lot of square feet under roof. Yeah, we've got about two and a half million square feet of roof, uh, about three and a half million square feet of building and uh, never a dull moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always something going on. There's a lot happening around here. Like driving yes. around, I mean, there's, there's um, something interesting about Missouri and Kansas when you're driving because we just uh, we got here Wednesday, Paul and I, because um, Paul is now trying to transplant to Missouri. Every mm-hmm. time I go to Missouri, Paul has to come with me, and I, I'm grateful for it. Um, and and we were driving around. And he says, "There's all this open space," and I said, "Wow, yeah, <laughs> there is because there is as well. You guys there have is. a lot of open mm-hmm. space." But you got you're filling it. I mean, you're filling it with mm-hmm. homes. You're, it looks like there's a lot of activity, um, not just in the state of Missouri, but specifically here. There's a lot of building. There's it seems like there's more people moving, you know, uh, moving into the state. Josh, uh, Josh Schaefer on an earlier episode said that you know they're adding 400 to 600 uh, new students a year. The fastest growing district mm-hmm. in the state. Um, so yeah, it seems like it's kind of a, a high energy Kansas City area. Um, you know, you don't fall under the Kansas city. I mean, I guess if you were to look at the census, we would be in the Kansas city metro area. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're part of the metro. You're, so um, you're all independent, but your police and your everything is independent. You have your own yep. police summit, everything. Yep, yep. That's right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very cool. And, uh, and you're also on the board for Missouri school plant managers association. Yeah. So that's my, you know, I just love it. Um, Missouri school plant managers is a, uh, just a great group of people who are trying to help each other out and yep. uh, solve problems in buildings. And so I've been on the board for 
number of years. Don't even remember. Um, was uh, president for three years and um, just by chance, kind of through pandemic and retirements, and they needed me to step in. But um, yeah, it's been a, a great group. And as you saw in our board meeting, you know, earlier, you know, just a lot of like-minded people that yeah. you know, care about each other and care about their work. Yeah. yeah. You were the pandemic president. I was the pandemic president. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, we got a lot of questions. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I, uh, um, I, I don't envy that, uh, you know, being a president of association, especially in operations, uh, professional association, it's tough. Just being on the board is tough. It's work. It's it, your volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, but during the pandemic, when everybody was looking for answers that were related to your space and cleanliness and healthy, uh, being healthy and looking to you and not being able to get out with your peers and have to do everything virtually and yeah. all this stuff for your day job. Uh, meanwhile, trying to provide information and data and all that. Um, and, and just about everyone had an extended term. It was like, well, mm-hmm. uh, we, we want the, you know, we want you to be you know part of the annual conference that we're not having. So it looks like you have to be there for mm-hmm. another year. Um, but that's, that's a, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head when it comes to your organization and your board. And when you say like-minded people, what's really cool is you guys are bringing like-minded people in different aspects of um, thought and, and expertise, namely Amy and Luke, that are mm-hmm. not directors of facilities. They're not in a school district, um, but they're supporting efforts to make school districts better, right. better have needs from facility right. professionals. So really, uh, really impressed with with all of that. Um, you know, so, you know, thinking about... Um, you know, all of the things that are going on in, in Lee Summit, and I've seen the pride that you have, like you, mm-hmm. you were, you were wrangling people up at lunchtime and you're saying, Hey, if you want to do a quick tour before class, I can walk you guys around. And Paul came down and he goes, you should see the studio they have up there. And I go, and here I am. I commandeered this. <laughs> if I only knew that they had this professional studio, I would have commandeered that. I was um, thinking about that <laughs> later. I know. You got a recording studio. Hey. I already told you next time I, I, I got here and you can't get rid of me now. Yeah. Um, but uh, are, are there any projects that are going on right now that you're really excited about? Are there any things down the pike that you're like interested in? Or is there anything that uh, that's really kind of striking you as new, exciting? And I mean, we're in the innovation center, so right. innovative. Well, I'll tell you what we're, what we're pushing now. I mean, I'm also on a, um, a local board for the Association for Learning Environments, yeah. um, A4LE. It's an international group. Um, we have a real strong chapter in Kansas City. And, uh, you know, it's a good fit for me because it's a, it's a design-related group, but they're talking about school environments. Mm-hmm. And so I have a, a good perspective on both sides of that. Um, mm-hmm. And so... Um, Something that we are um, um, working on in Lee Summit is re-envisioning how educational environments can support students and staff and, um, you know, have intentional ways of, um, of helping them feel like they... Um, they belong in their buildings, that they have some choice in their buildings, that the buildings are really for them. Mm-hmm. And it's a bigger kind of a conceptual shift. But, um, you know, we have a, a high school project, um, our Lee Summit High, that we had an $80 million renovation addition 
Um, we have a new middle school we just opened this school year, and then also an elementary school that we renovated. Mm-hmm. And the design standards around which we built those were um, all about acknowledging that not not every student learns in the same way um, at the same time in the same type of environment. Yep. And so we're just giving teachers and kids some choice. Yep. And uh, and it's really exciting to see how um, positive that that changes for kids. And uh, so we have to pause for one second <laughs> looking for power. because we're looking for power. We'll be right back. Well, crisis averted. Uh, <laughs> you can see the background's a little bit different. I have been running podcasts all day, losing my voice. And um, I checked before we came on the podcast. It looked like I had plenty of juice left and whatever happened, the battery drained. And needless to say, um, we found a power box, but it was at a different table, a different section of the room, and we're back. Um, and you were talking about... Um, you know, the opportunity to make a difference in the learning environments, um, the other organization that you're in. And, um, you know, I guess what I'm, uh, where does it, for all of this that you're doing, you obviously have an immense passion um, in making an impact, making a difference. Um, Where did that come from, you know, specific to this? Because there's a huge difference. There's lots of people that just come to their job every day, Mm -hmm. right? Um, There's people that just go through the motions. I sense with you, um, you're constantly thinking, you're constantly learning, you're constantly looking to share, to help people get better, but also for you to get better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where does, where do you know where that passion came from or when that came in your life that you were like, I really love making a difference in my community and my schools and helping others in their schools? I don't know. Where does that come from? Yeah. It's a blessing I get. I'm thankful for that. Um, yeah. But I do. I just care. And when I interview people and when I um, hire new people into our into our department, that's the that's the quality I look for. It's just somebody who cares. Yeah. Do you, we can teach you anything? Yeah. But do you really care about the work you're doing and the reason why you're here? Yeah. And um, I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, it's just who I am. I like to learn. Well, it's, 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 it's contagious. Like it's yeah. it's very much. Like we had that call when I had the indoor air quality question and you just popped that out. I'm like, guys, that done done a ton of homework. And it's he's not just going to his job to get his paycheck. He obviously cares. You've put together the indoor air quality checklist, not just for you, but you've opened it up for mm-hmm. every school district in the state and really any school district in the country. Because all you got to do is go to the MSPMA.com website to get it. Um, so I always try to find out, you know, where did that passion or where do you think that spark came from? Um, you know, for me, uh, I, I try to think about my 27 year career. And I talked to, when I talked to, uh, Josh Schaefer about, it, I says, you know, I took five years to graduate high school. When I left, I was like, I'm never going back. And now it's like, I can't wait to go to a school to tour it yeah. and to see the people and talk to people and see the difference that they're making, the impact they're making. Right. And I don't know if it's because I hope that it's a different impact than what I had. But then I look back and I go, well, my impact wasn't all that bad. I just wasn't, a, I wasn't a good student. It wasn't to make the school bad, didn't make the environment bad. I just wasn't a good learner. I wasn't a, uh, a, a, a you know, A plus. A+. Oh. I was a solid D minus uh, F plus student for the most of my, yeah. most of my five-year career. Yeah. But yet here I am. And now I'm like super passionate about it. And 
I don't want to say it was my kids because I think I was passionate before that. But I think a big part of what I do now is to to help my kids mm-hmm. to try to improve their lives. Um, and the only way you can do that is by improving other lives, right? Um, so I think about that stuff and I don't have the answer myself. So that's why I ask, I look for other people so I can maybe plagiarize something because it's, it's one of those things. There's not a light bulb that goes off one day, but then all of a sudden you have a different pep in your step or people start to look and they go, wow, that guy's got a, they got a real passion for what they're doing. Sometimes it is your upbringing, but, um, but that's not all of it. You know, my, uh, my mom's a retired teacher and had a real passion for, um, engaging with kids. Um, my dad is a smart, smart guy and super caring about everything he does. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I definitely came from a place that, um, that models that. And, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed the, the, I guess maybe you call it the psychology behind, you know, why does space, why does the space we're in mm-hmm. really affect us? How does it make a difference in our lives? That's mm-hmm. what architecture is. Yeah. And so, you know, in education, they look at Maslow's hierarchy and around there forever, you know, it was basic mm-hmm. concepts. And so we know that, um, you know, until you take the first two steps in Maslow's hierarchy, mm-hmm. kids, can't, kids can't learn. Yeah. So the first steps, they got to feel safe in a building. That's our job in facilities to help them feel safe as much as we can. Yeah. It can be very subjective, but, um, but we can be sensitive to that. The next step is they need to be comfortable. You know, they've got to be comfortable, their environmental surroundings, um, whether it's HVAC, lighting, furniture, they got to be comfortable. Yeah, That's all of us. So you think education is about teachers? Well, teachers can't do their jobs. They can't teach kids until us facilities guys help them with those first two steps in that hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's exciting when you think about it that way, that we're the foundational part of how educational systems mm-hmm. work. Yeah. So. No, that's a it's a that's that's a good way to look at it. And I've said on most of the podcasts that I've done here today that this space is so inviting from the curb appeal outside to when you walk in, the open air, the the innovation lettering on the yeah. on the stairs, all the attention to detail. These slide outs. I want to see how these slide outs work next time I'm here because it just looks <laughs> sure. really cool. Yeah. And the how thick the glass is, like the thought process. In the in the acoustics. Now, I, there were a hundred people in the room next to me mm-hmm. all day, and very rarely did we have any mm-hmm. any cross noise. And I know that they were using a microphone at times, but it yeah. wasn't uh, overpowering. Where you go to a uh, a conference center and they get these you know these air walls, and they should be called mm-hmm. air walls because all it is is just a little bit of something that's really not deadening a lot of the acoustic that yeah. comes from each each of the breakout rooms. No, you're right. Um, acoustics in this building are amazing. Yeah. Um, those recording the recording studio and the uh, the instrument rooms we have in here they're underneath our nursing suite, really? so they can rock out in there. They blast music. Yeah, um, we've never had a complaint. Wow, I'm a, I'm checking that out next time I'm here. That's that's I'm getting, getting the person, I'm getting the personal I'm yeah. getting the personal tour <laughs> next go around. Yeah. Um, no, this is great. I I grabbed you. You've been running around. You've been ta- you've been a, an unbelievably gracious host for the last two days, and I can't thank you enough. And the honor to to be a small part of the MSPMA organization's overall plan of of delivering more value yeah. to the members uh, professionally um, with these with these events is it's just uh, it's been so great for me to just be a a fly on the wall and a little piece of of yeah. the, the the events that you guys put on. And I 
you know, I always, I always say, I hope to come back, but you guys don't have a choice. I just invite myself. Uh, Yeah. So I just invite myself, but uh, any parting words, we'll let you, we'll let you off the hook and I got to catch a flight back to Boston where it's uh, pushing 90 degrees. (laughs) You guys are supposed to be warmer than us this time of year. And it's like, uh, it's a little bit cooler. I got it. Yeah. We got a heat wave going on. It's going to go back down to the fifties and sixties and get normalized. Hopefully if, if there's such a thing, but uh, Um, I appreciate you making the time and all you that bet. you do and uh, all that you do for the board, for all the state of Missouri, which uh, I, I say this all the time. Other people are watching, you know, mm-hmm. other states, you know, you had some, some folks from Kansas here, um, but other states are watching you guys because you are moving at such a rapid rate. And it's all because of the things that you provide for your members, the certification course, the professional development, yep. the annual conference, the camaraderie and care. The I'm sure you have a listserv. I've never even asked that question. I just assume there's some way that you guys are all communicating with one another. The regional chapter meetings, um, the, the relationship that you guys have with tips with Charlie Martin, mm-hmm. who was on the right. podcast, that those synergies all make everything work so much better. Um, and, and looking out for the... For the little ones, right? The the goal every time I talk to Charlie is, hey, this is great. You guys are a great school district. Independence, St. Louis, St. Charles, all these, you know, kind of bigger school districts. But there's only like 30 school districts in the state that have over 5,000 kids. The rest of them are small rural schools. Many of them are one building. Many of them are the superintendent, is the business manager, is the facility director, is the transportation director, which might mean they drive the school mm-hmm. bus, food service director, right. and IT manager. And you guys are doing everything that you can to help them out. And that's just uh, very admirable and one of those great things. Isn't it great? You know, yeah. that's what's satisfying about being a part of an educational organization. Yeah. We're not competing against each Bingo. other. Bingo. We're trying to help each other. Yep. And that um, it's just a great thing. Yeah, yeah, we love being a part of it, and uh, it's been a great little mini conference here for a day and a half. And yeah, you've been a, a great um, part of that too, helping us facilitate. Yeah, so appreciate you very thank, much. Thank you, appreciate you, my friend. Always a you pleasure. Bet. And that's gonna do it for uh, wrap up our fifth or sixth episode in a row. We're gonna launch these um, in order, and we're gonna launch them out over time. Uh, but this has been uh, really a, a phenomenal trip, a shot in the arm that I needed. Um, we're coming into this this final stretch of a new fiscal year. Budgets are being approved for schools, and uh, and and also my my public speaking and present presenting keynotes. Uh, has picked up quite a bit. So um, I was tired and I'm I'm tired physically, but mentally my brain is going a million miles an hour with all sorts of new ideas and exciting things to do. And uh, stay tuned for some of that. But in the meantime, as always, we'd love your five-star rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice. Those rating and reviews mean a lot. They help us. They help us get visibility. We want to get rated. Um, if you follow us on LinkedIn, the faster we get, to a, a critical number that we need to be at, uh, we can start doing these podcasts actually live. So if you wanted to, to ask questions, you're going to be able to do that. And um, that's the that's the next goal for us to get to. So um, in the meantime, keep doing the awesome work that you do. And we appreciate you giving us some of your time and listening to us. Have a great day.